It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of who? The rich and the super uber successful. Why? So we can become the rich and the super successful. All right. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is no matter what your current ability is, effort. And I mean, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. Let me repeat that. No matter what your current ability is, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. And that's from Carol Dweck, the author of this phenomenal book called Mindset. We're going to actually be discussing a lot of the key points from her book tonight in her show Mindset. All right. The title of today's show is called Growing Your Mindset. I want to thank all of you for listening in and want to remind you if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows this show or any of the previous shows you can always go to my website www.powerhh.com that's www.powerhh.com if we are not friends on facebook find me on facebook my name on facebook is mark star m-a-r-k s-t-a-r-r on instagram and twitter it's at coach mark speaks all right i have a daily message service if you're in the united states and you can get text messages to your phone you can get these messages for absolutely free all you have to do is just text the letters bbd to 411247 that's bbd to 411247 all right i'd love to hear from you guys continue to send me your emails as to your progress how you're coming along you can email me at coach mark speaks at gmail.com That's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. And if you had not had the opportunity to download my book, you can download it for absolutely free at www.repeataftermebook.com. All right, we have an absolutely amazing show today. So let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Gabby Scholl. Now, Gabby's a teenage girl who had her leg amputated after suffering from a rare form of bone cancer. Gabby, even with this rare form of cancer, has defied the odds to become a competitive ballerina dancer. Now, Gabby had been dancing for three years when at age nine she was diagnosed with osteocarcoma in her knee. Now, Gabby would endure 12 weeks of chemotherapy to shrink the tumor to an operable size. She was offered different treatments and amputations, but the family chose rotation plasty, which would have to remove her diseased knee and her foot would be rotated 180 degrees, then reattached to her upper leg with her ankle serving as her knee. 
Now, if you guys look at it, it looks absolutely kind of crazy. But I guess they figured that this was going to be the best route for her. Now, this surgery will provide her with the optimum mobility and movement. Gabby and her family learned that there was no downside to rotation plasty except the way it looks, and they realized that if they can get past that and focus on Gabby's quality of life, then she would have gained everything and lost nothing. Now, after Gabby's operation, it took her a year to learn how to walk again on her new leg and another year to get back to dancing. Now, the one thing that kept her motivated to walk was her desire to dance again. Now, Gabby says that the surgery has allowed her to do so much more than she expected, and she would never go back and change it. Gabby is dancing competitively, and she is an inspiration to her dance teachers and fellow dance students. She's using her experiences to help others strengthen through the Truth 365, which is a social media campaign that gives a voice to children suffering from cancer. Now, the campaign raises awareness of childhood cancer, and Gabby is the national spokesperson. Here we have it. This young lady suffering from cancer has to have her leg amputated from her knee down and just her foot reattached to where her knee is. That sounds absolutely crazy. But she did it. Not only did she did it, she recovered from it, but she is dancing now again. Now, we continually hear stories like this of people that have gone through these crazy things, right? A couple weeks ago, we talked about the girl that had her, what was it, her arm amputated from the shark bite. We talked about the guy that had no hands, no feet, no arms, no legs. And these people are doing absolutely amazing things. Yet, most of us, with all of our legs, all of our hands, in complete health, are afraid to go out there and do what it is that we're supposed to be doing, to live our dreams. We got to use these stories as inspiration, right? Here it is. These people have all sorts of disabilities, but yet they're still going out there and doing what they need to do to accomplish whatever it is that they need to accomplish. They're not allowing their disabilities to stop them from doing whatever it is that they want to do in life. And here it is. Many of us have no disabilities at all. And we talk ourselves out of it every single day. Profile number two, Virginia Thrasher. Virginia, also known as Ginny, won the first gold medal at the Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro in this year's Olympics. Ginny won the women's 10-meter air rifle event. Now, Ginny's just 19 years old, and what makes her story so amazing is that she shot a gun for the first time about five years ago. Now, Ginny was visiting her grandparents and asked on her family's trip home why she couldn't go hunting with her grandfather. She soon became obsessed with shooting. Now, although she knew that shooting was an Olympic sport, that wasn't her focus. She was just shooting because she loved to shoot. Ginny began competing for her high school team. As a freshman at West Virginia University, she won the national title in both air rifle and small board. Her actually winning the Olympics was a long shot, and even her own father told the reporter that the family didn't even expect her to win. They thought she had a better chance in 2020. Now, although Ginny was ranked number 23 in the world, she still managed to get an Olympic record and win the gold medal. Now, what do we learn from this story? Number one, this young lady not only became good at a skill in five years, she became the best in the world. Now, it doesn't have to take a long time 
or a lifetime to become a master at a skill. But it does take extreme dedication and a very strong desire. It doesn't have to take you forever to master a skill. Here it is. This young lady wasn't even shooting five years ago. Now she is the world record holder. She is the Olympic gold medal champion in five years. Number two, don't allow other people to set your limits. Now, when a reporter asked her father, her father told the reporter that the family didn't expect her to win. They thought she was just fortunate to have just made the Olympic team. Fortunate to just have made the Olympic team? Are you serious? Now, over the last six months, I've studied hundreds of current and former Olympians. And without failure, I'm telling you, every single one of them that didn't win medals or didn't win as many medals as they could have said that initially they were just glad to have made the Olympics and didn't intend on winning, which caused them not to win. What they realized after the fact was that if they would have came in with a stronger intention to win, they could have won. Now, without fail, every single one of them felt that they could have won if they went in believing that they could have won. That's what prevents so many people from achieving success. They don't even believe that they can achieve success. Most people are just happy to show up. No, you got to go in with the intention to win or else you're not going to win. Just like Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or believe you can, either way, you're right. If you go in just happy to be there, then guess what? You're just going to be there. If you go in with that intention to win and believe that you can actually win, trust me, you multiply your chances of winning a thousand percent. Now, because we're in the season of the 2016 Olympics, let's now look at some other inspirational Olympic stories. First one we're going to talk about is Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens was the youngest of 10 children. When he was nine, his family moved to Cleveland, Ohio. As a boy, Jesse took different jobs in his spare time. He delivered groceries, loaded freight cars, and worked in a shoe repair shop. This is when he was a boy, not in high school or college. Now, Jesse developed a passion for running while in junior high and was encouraged by his junior high school coach that not only motivated him but allowed him to practice before school since Jesse had to work after school. So in junior high, he was still going to work because he had to help provide for his family. They had 10 children in that family. Everybody had to go out there and work, right, in junior high. But he wanted it bad enough, so he went to school early and practiced early, and he had a coach that allowed him to do so. Now, Jesse gained national attention for running while in high school where he equaled the world record of 9.4 seconds in the 100-yard dash. Jesse went to Ohio State University and won eight individual NCAA championships in 1935 and 1936. Now, even with all the success, Jesse had to live off campus with other African-American athletes. While he traveled with the team, he could only eat at blacks-only restaurants and stay at blacks-only hotels. He also did not receive a scholarship, so he continued to work part-time jobs to pay for school. Now, in the 1936 Olympics, Jesse won four gold medals and was the most successful athlete of the 1936 Olympics that was in Germany at the time. Now, Jesse Owens was ranked as the sixth greatest North American athlete of the 20th century and the highest ranked in his sport. The next person we're going to profile is Marla Runyon. Now, we talked about her, I think, last week or the week before. 
Marla is the first legally blind athlete to qualify and compete for the U.S. Olympic team in track and field. Marla was diagnosed with Stargardt's disease when she was just a child. Now, this disease is hereditary and weakens a person's ability to see. Marla competed in the 2000 and 2004 Olympics. She's also a three-time U.S. national champ in the 5,000 meters and a former American record holder in the indoor 5,000 meters. This lady was blind. Blind and made the Olympic team. Next person is Tamika Catchings. Now, Tamika is an American professional basketball player in the WNBA. Tamika is deaf, and as a child, she had a speech impairment. Now, throughout her childhood, Tamika was teased for her disabilities. In 2011, Tamika was voted by fans as one of the top 15 players in WNBA history. She's a 10-time WNBA All-Star, 7-time All-WNBA First Team, 5-time All-WNBA Second Team, 5-time WNBA Defensive Player of the Year, and 7-time WNBA Steals Leader. She was also the WNBA Rookie of the Year in 2002. Tamika has won three gold medals with the Women's Olympic Team in 2004, 2008, 2012, and probably going to win another one this year in 2016. This girl is deaf. And look at what she accomplished. Next person, Wilma Rudolph. Now, Wilma was born prematurely and is the 20th of 22 siblings. She was diagnosed with infantile paralysis from a polio virus at the age of four. She recovered, wore a brace on her left leg and foot until she was nine and then had to wear an orthopedic shoe for two years. Now, during her childhood, she also suffered from scarlet fever, whooping cough, chicken pox, and the measles. How much more can be thrown at this little young girl? Now, after Wilma recovered and her treatments were over, she decided to follow in her sister's footsteps and began to play basketball. Wilma ran track for her high school just as a way to keep busy between basketball season. In her 10th grade year, she was discovered by Tennessee State track and field coach Ed Temple. Now, Wilma joined Coach Temple's summer program at Tennessee State and trained regularly while running with TSU for two years. Now, by the time she was 16, she made the 1956 Olympic team and won a bronze medal in the 4x100-meter relay. Wilma would go on to win three gold medals in the 1960 Olympics, becoming the first American woman to win three gold medals in a simple Olympic Games. Now, I profile all these people because I want you to see all the adversities and all the, the, the struggle that these people had go through and still were able to do amazing things. Now, let's now talk about mindsets. Now, what is a mindset? Mindsets are just beliefs, beliefs about yourself and your qualities, qualities such as your intelligence, your talents, and your personality. Now, let me now ask you this. How many of you believe that these qualities are simple fixed traits that are carved in stone? Or are these qualities able to be cultivated throughout your life? Now, mindset is an idea that was discovered by a psychologist from Stanford University named Carol Dweck. This is the lady I talked about that we did the initial quote from. Carol developed this concept through decades of research on achievement and success. Carol's research on mindset explains, one, why brains and talent alone don't bring success. Two, 
how they actually get in the way of success. Three, why praising brains and talent doesn't foster self-esteem and accomplishment, but actually jeopardizes them. Four, how students with the right mindset actually improve their grades and productivity. Now, through Carol's research, she determined that there were actually two different types of mindset, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And there's a huge difference between these two mindsets. Now, in a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. People with this mindset spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success without effort. Now, people with a fixed mindset believe that their traits are just givens. They have a certain amount of brains and talent, and nothing can change that. If they have a lot, then they're all set. But if they don't, then they're destined to a very unsuccessful life. Now, people in this mindset worry about their traits and how adequate they are. They always have something to prove to themselves and others. Now, the adverse of a fixed mindset is a growth mindset. Now, in a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. Let me repeat that. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. Virtually all great people have had these qualities. Now, people with a growth mindset see their qualities as things that can be developed through their dedication and effort. People with a growth mindset understand that brains and talent are just the starting point. They understand that all of the most successful people in history, including Mozart, Charles Darwin, even Michael Jordan, made all of their accomplishments through years of passionate practice and learning. A lot of people look at Michael Jordan and they say, oh, he has all this talent. He was just born with it. Absolutely false. And we've talked about this before. Michael Jordan is the hardest work, was the hardest working basketball player in history. That's why he was so good. He wasn't born with all that talent. Yeah, he was born with being tall, but he wasn't born with all that talent. He didn't even make his 10th grade um, basketball uh, team when he was in 10th grade. But he worked harder than anybody else. That's why he was so great. Let's now compare the characteristics of both mindsets. Let's look at beliefs. In a fixed mindset, that person believes that my intelligence is a fixed trait. With a growth mindset, the person believes that my intelligence is a pliable quality. Let's look at how they look at goals. In a fixed mindset, person looks at goals like this. I want to look smart. Person with a growth mindset says, I want to learn new things. As far as effort, person in a fixed mindset says, I had to work hard. How embarrassing. Person with a growth mindset says, I worked hard. I'm proud of it. As far as failure, person with a fixed mindset says, it's not my fault. The person with a growth mindset says, what can I learn from this? Let's now look at this a little bit deeper. Let's look at the path of a person with a fixed mindset. The person with a fixed mindset believes that intelligence is static. This leads them to desire to look smart so they have a tendency to what? Avoid challenges. 
Because challenges are hard and success is not guaranteed, people with a fixed mindset would prefer not to take risks so they just stick to doing things that they already know how to do. This leads them to give up easily when faced with obstacles. They look at obstacles as an external barrier that gets in their way. These people tend to see effort as fruitless. Fixed mindset people will ask themselves, what's the point of working hard if there's a chance that I won't succeed? They have a view of effort that is that it's something that doesn't pay dividends, so the smartest thing to do is just avoid it, which leads them to ignore criticism or useful negative feedback. Now, the fixed mindset people believe that any criticism of their capabilities or ideas is a criticism on them as a person. Useful negative feedback is ignored or is taken as an insult. Now, this will usually discourage people from offering any feedback that may be viewed at as negative, which prevents the fixed mindset person from hearing any suggestions that may help them improve. Now, because they aren't improving, people with a fixed mindset feel threatened by the success of others. Now, when others succeed, people with a fixed mindset try to convince themselves and others around them that the reason for success was sheer luck or questionable acts. They'll say, you know what, they were just lucky or you know what, they did something shady. That's why they succeeded. They try to tarnish the success of others by bringing up things completely unrelated. As a result, people with a fixed mindset will plateau early and achieve less than their full potential. Let's now look at the path of a person with a growth mindset. People with a growth mindset believe that intelligence can be developed. Let me repeat that. People with a growth mindset believe that intelligence can be developed. People with a growth mindset believes that the brain can grow and be strengthened. This brain is a muscle that can be trained. That saying that says you can't teach an old dog new tricks is absolutely false. For the last four months, all I've studied is neuroplasticity, neuroscience, and what scientists are realizing now that the brain can be changed. The brain can learn up until the time that you died, right? We can continually learn. The brain can change. The brain can do so many amazing things that most people just do not understand. Now, this desire for improvement leads not only to a desire to learn, but pushes them to embrace challenges. People with a growth mindset understand that challenges make you stronger, so they persist in the face of setbacks. Growth mindset people don't allow setbacks to discourage them. They do not tie their self-image to success or how others may view them. They understand that failure is an opportunity to learn, so whatever may happen, guess what? They still win. Now, growth mindset people see effort as a path to mastery. They understand that effort is necessary to grow and to master useful skills and knowledge. They are not discouraged by the fear of making an attempt that may not result in immediate success. Growth-minded individuals learn from criticism. They understand that criticism and negative feedback are great sources of information. Now, this doesn't mean that all criticism is correct or worth incorporating. Now, because you know that you are constantly improving, you know that this feedback isn't about you as a person, but rather about the current state of your abilities or your plan. And finally, 
Growth mindset individuals find lessons and inspirations in the success of others. They see the success of others as a source of inspiration and their information as an opportunity to learn. They do not view success as anything competitive where someone has to lose for someone else to win. As a result, those with a growth mindset continually reach higher and higher levels of achievement. Let's now look at a few techniques that we can use to develop a growth mindset. Number one, acknowledge and embrace imperfections. When we ignore our weaknesses, we can't improve them or overcome them. Number two, view challenges as opportunities. Number three, try different learning tactics. There's no one size fits all in learning. Some people may learn better by reading a book. Some people learn better by listening. Some people learn better by watching a video, right? You have to find the method that works best for you and continually use that method. Number four, replace the word failing with the word learning. When you make a mistake, you didn't fail. You just learned one way that it won't work. Number five, stop seeking approval. Let me repeat that one. Stop seeking approval. Number six, value the process over the end result. I tell people all the time, you got to fall in love with the journey. Now, I know you probably hear so many people say that, but trust me, it is so true. When I go back and look at the businesses that I've created over the years, very, very successful businesses, made tons of money. I wasn't happiest when I had all the money at the end when I made all the money. I was happiest building that business up. You got to fall in love with the journey. Number seven, celebrate growth with others. Share your progress with others that are progressing. Number eight, emphasize growth over speed. Learning fast isn't the same as learning well. Learning well sometimes requires allowing time for mistakes. Number nine, reward actions, not traits. Now, reward effort and tenacity and perseverance over traits such as intelligence or talent, especially for my parents that are listening. Let me repeat that one. Reward actions, not traits. Reward effort and tenacity and perseverance over traits such as intelligence or talent. Number 10, redefine the word genius. Now, most people's views on genius are myths. All geniuses had to work hard. It wasn't just talent alone. People just think that these geniuses were just born with all this knowledge. No. Most of the people who are looked at as geniuses like Albert Einstein, Charles Darwin, all these guys, at some point when they were young, people thought they were stupid. They developed their genius. Number 11, disassociate improvement from failure. Stop assuming that room for improvement translates into failure. Number 12, take time to reflect. At least once a day, reflect on what you've learned for the day. Number 13, understand that effort is more important than talent. Effort is more important than talent. Number 14, cultivate grit. People with that extra bit of determination will be more likely to seek approval from themselves rather than others. Number 15, understand the relationship between learning and brain training. Just like we need to work our bodies out, we need to work our brains out. Number 16, use the word yet. If you haven't accomplished a task, remember you haven't accomplished it yet. 
If you want to become a millionaire, you haven't become a millionaire yet. If you have a goal that you haven't accomplished, you haven't accomplished that goal yet. Number 17, learn from other people's mistakes. That's what we do. That's why we study other people on here every single week. We get an opportunity to not only learn from their successes, but we learn even more from their mistakes. Number 18, make a new goal for every goal accomplished. You see a lot of these actors, singers, and whatnot, dead broke, and they become super successful. And then a lot of them end up getting depressed because they set a goal to become the biggest singer in the world or the best movie star in the world or the best athlete in the world. And once they get that get to that goal, they haven't set any more goals. Now they end up becoming depressed. We got to always be setting goals. We got to always be striving to accomplish another goal. Number 19, take risk in front of others. Stop caring about goofing up in front of other people. This will make it easier for you to take risk in the future. And number 20, take ownership of your mindset. All right, all right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to this show or any of the other previous shows, all you have to do is go to my website, www.powerhh.com, and you will see all previous shows on that particular website all right now i know you have three friends that should have heard this make sure that you share this tell them about the radio station that you're listening to this show on or just refer them to my website so they can go back and re-listen and help take their lives to another level and the quote that we're going to end today's show with is the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old but on building the new. And that's from Socrates. All right. Thank you much. And until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.